Hello, my friends. Today's an interesting show. We have Barbara Kay, always a fan favorite. We're talking about transgender politics, and we're going to go through a, a number of things, but one of the interesting things is a video of Justin Trudeau in a Muslim mosque talking to a Muslim dad who's worried about Drag Queen Story Hour. We'll go through that video and give us uh, give you our thoughts. But first, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's the video version of this podcast. And you can imagine why that's so important on a day like today where we have a video that's the centerpiece of our conversation. So just go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month, which might not sound like a lot to you, but it is a lot to us when it all adds up. So get your Rebel News Plus subscription and enjoy our daily video show. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, Barbara Kay and I analyze Justin Trudeau's conversation with a Muslim parent concerned about Drag Queen Story Hour. It's July 19th, and this is The Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. For a generation, gay rights has increased in popularity, even amongst traditionally conservative or Republican voters. What I mean by that is equality before the law, benefits at work, gay marriage, even gay adoption. Every year, the numbers keep creeping up 1% or 2%. But for the first time in a generation, those numbers are falling and falling precipitously, at least with those on the right-hand side of the spectrum. People who had accommodated themselves to the new reality of gay marriage are suddenly rejecting Why? What's going on? Well, I don't think it's the L, the G, or the B part of the traditional acronym LGBT. It's the T. It's the transgenderism. And it's not just transgenderism in itself, which used to be an oddity or a quirk, something like Bruce Jenner converting himself to Caitlyn Jenner. I think it's the unique focus of the T in the LGBT to focus on kids and that the locus, the, the battlefront, uh, the front line of this political crusade is not in gay bars, it's not in gay pride parades, but rather it's in schools with children, and not just in high school either, but younger, elementary school, even as young as kindergarten, when you have children's story hour read by drag queens, you've shifted the, the ground. It's no longer about equality because we don't have, say, heterosexual strippers or other sex workers going into schools, reading books about sexual things. We don't talk about sexual things to kids. That's an ancient taboo that has been broken. And with it, the hard-fought support that the gay movement has finally received from some elements of the conservative movement. I guess what I'm saying is this is a controversy, even though the establishment is united in support of the T and the LGBT. And if you think that I'm exaggerating, if you think that I'm fear-mongering, you simply have to look and listen to what LGBT activists say. Here's a recent parade in New York's Central Park where they tell you their plans. 
Well, what is happening in response to the sexualization of children? Joining us now to talk about it is our friend Barbara Kay, columnist for the Epoch Times and other places, and co-author of a book on transgenderism and what it's doing to women's sports called Unsporting. Barbara, great to see you again. Lovely to be here, Ezra. Thanks for having me. You know, I think that um, the conservative movement had made its peace with gay rights. And even Christian conservatives, I think, uh, if there was a moral battle to be fought, I don't think it was on gay rights in general or even gay marriage. But I think that the sexualization of children— and the deliberate keeping that away from parents, I think that's a bridge too far, not just for conservatives, but I think for severely normal people who don't even consider themselves political. What do you think? Well, I think you're quite right that uh, the T and the Q, which which are now interchangeable, uh, because transgender the transgender movement is a function of, it's a subset of the queer movement. Um, Yes, they definitely have in mind to uh, normalize uh, uh, sexuality that <clears throat> no traditional-minded person uh, would ever sanction, and they are definitely uh, the getting into the minds, <clears throat> getting into the minds of young children is something that I agree with you uh, that has caused uh, support for LGB to drop because they will not dis disassociate themselves from the uh, T and the Q. And, and uh, these taboos uh, are being broken routinely and they're being presented as, if you don't support this, uh, then you are a bigot or you're hateful or you're right wing or you're whatever. Uh, but uh, normalizing uh, children's awareness and being in, sort of inaugurated or initiated into what used to be the mysteries of sexuality, which should remain a mystery to four-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds. Uh, they consider it, a ch they, they frame it in, the, in, the, in, in tropes of uh, it's child's right to know. It's a child's right to know about sexual pleasure. Hmm. It's a child's right to, uh, you know, be engaged in all this, this whole, like they, they, they frame it as they're doing the kids a favor. So, and also in terms of, diversity and inclusion when they present drag queen story hour you know if you're against these grotesque parodies of women uh you know interacting these male grotesque parodies of children interacting and sometimes touching uh with uh, children or having them touch oh would you like to touch my hair would you like to touch my dress um it's it's a way of uh, uh, uh getting children to drop their their natural diffidence in the presence of strangers and to sort of, you know, to keep their distance from um, phenomena that that don't seem or that that they're they're a little nervous around. Mm -hmm. uh, so they wanted the kids to get very accustomed to being in this presence and to consider the sexual, uh, the sexualized content of these some of these stories uh, to be, you know, quite normal, you know, Look at the drag queen go swish, swish, swish with the, you know, the hip. Like all of that is people say it's grooming. It is grooming. And of course, they get very angry when you say that because uh, and then they label you a hateful transphobe. But I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the LGBT, let's just talk about that for one more minute. 
L is lesbian, gay yeah. is, 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 G is gay. Both of those are, I guess you could call them sexual orientations. T is not an orientation. T no. is uh, transgender. It's how you express how you look and and what you call yourself. It's got nothing to do with your your sexuality, actually. Um, you know, I remember when Ontario said there are now six genders, and I, I challenged people. And, and by the way, this is the law under Doug Ford, the conservative premier. And I challenged everyone to name me the six genders. Gay is not a gender. Homosexual, gay, lesbian, those are not genders. It's just such no, they're a all, Yeah, they're all sex related. They're all biology related. And now comes along queer and transgender, which are... Uh, which, which are theories that have to do with um, uh, gender mysticism, I call it, because it's like, you know, your true self, and it's, it's, it's totally unrelated to sex. And, uh, so it's the exact opposite of what LGB strived for, which was to have their, uh, their biology-rooted sexuality um, endorsed as normal, and, and they got that. Now you've got Q and T, demanding uh, that we endorse stuff that we don't consider normal and we also consider uh, anti uh, or opposed to the rights of women and gays and lesbians uh, because some of their theories actively conflict with the very, you know, with biological certainties that are at the root of the rest of us. You know, the other day I, I heard a speech by Dennis Kavanaugh of the London-based Gay Men's Network. He said that the whole transgender movement is anti-gay. He said I it was a it war is. on gay men. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't even hear about gay rights anymore. Or he said that gay men are now put on a track to be carved up physically. That that uh, it's to take everyone who is either gay or lesbian or confused, and sometimes when you're a teenager, it's a confusing time. You got to sort of think: Are you a tomboy? Are you a little effeminate? You're figuring things out. It's tough to be a kid. Puberty's tough. And and what he said, and I had never heard it put that way before, so forcefully, is instead of letting people be confused or be a tomboy or even being gay or whatever, you're taking them and you're doing irreversible medical things to them. And, and he called it a war on gay men, a war on young gay people. I had never heard it expressed that way before, but he's right. You never hear about gay rights anymore. Maybe it's because uh, in law and in society, gay rights have been achieved, I suppose. But he, he saw it as not just an interesting add-on, LGB and T. He thought that the T was a threat to the G. He, but like I think he, it's also was, yeah, ahead. it is. It is. A, I, I agree that it is an assault on gay men because uh, they they fasten their attention a lot on effeminate boys, most of whom would grow up to be gay if they're left alone, and <clears throat> they encourage them to think of themselves as maybe, you know, they're in the wrong body and they they really want to be uh, girls. Uh, but at the same time, it's also very anti-lesbian. I I find the whole trans movement <laughs> to be like a kind of um, an inverse of of the men's rights movements that that were actually bona fide and they were actually campaigning for rights that they deserved like equal parenting rights and all kinds of they were they were up up upright men good men 
and I supported those movements. Um, but now we have a movement of men that really don't like women because they want to be women. They know they're not women. They, they're angry at real women for insisting that real women have rights that trans women should not have. And they call them TERFs. And uh, they're very, some of them are very abusive uh, and very angry. And especially at lesbians who theoretically, the queer theory tells them that if you're a lesbian, that you should be happy to um, have a relationship with a trans woman because really your attraction is not to their body, but to their gender, which is gender woo, you know, for are you nuts? Uh, it is biological. You're, you know, lesbians are lesbians because they are attracted to women's bodies. Um, it couldn't be more clear. But then they get angry at the, I mean, they have, a, look, they have a delusion. They have this fantasy. They want everybody to, to uh, assent and affirm their delusion. Uh, the people that won't do it are, you know, naturally they're transphobic. Uh, all I can say is uh, dress how you want, the same as J.K. Rowling, dress how you want, sleep with who you want, live your life, but don't compel me or any lesbian or any gay person to enter into your fantasy yeah. that gayness or lesbianism is about gender rather than sex. And I think that most people were that <laughs> live and let live, you know, there's gay bars. I don't think that there would be a movement to have a vice squad raid a gay bar or whatever, which may have happened a generation or two ago, because those are adult spaces and people know what's going on there. It's, it's, uh, but, but to take the locus, the place of this movement and put it in schools, it's, I think that's what's waking people up. Let me read to you a recent headline from the Toronto Star. And I think this is just crazy. Parents, staff, demand Toronto District School Board drop drag queen story time opt out. Not drag, the, not drop the story time. <laughs> drop the ability to opt out. The board is standing firm. Several sources told the star that the opt out was linked to and justified under the province's sex ed curriculum, which allows students in grades one to eight to take part in alternative activities. Let me just read one or two lines from this, and then I'd love your, your response, Barbara. Parents and staff are demanding that the Toronto District School Board stop allowing students to opt out of Drag Queen Storytime events. Like, right there, that's crazy. A parent is demanding that other parents not be allowed to choose. Mm -hmm. So, like, keep your own kids in if you want, but you're demanding that he and she be forced to attend? Toronto PFLAG and the board's 2SLGBTQ plus community advisory committee have been advocating unsuccessfully for weeks since the issue of attendance and consent wrote at a pride celebration at Bruce Public School in early June. They say the opt-out violates the Ontario Human Rights Code and are calling for an apology for the harm caused by the decision. I won't read more, but it's just so crazy to me. And, you know, it, uh, there was a story, CTV covered it, I think the CBC did also. There are schools in Canada, some in Ottawa, some in Toronto, and, and other, in Mississauga for sure, where 50, 60, 70, 80 percent of the student population is Muslim. And there were schools when they had pride events where 80 percent of the kids were kept home. Now, 
obviously these schools in Toronto where they're having this battle are not that way. But this is becoming an issue for the Muslim community, which I think didn't have a lot to say about gay bars and gay things when they were in adult places. But now that they're coming to the schools, I think it's a it's a five alarm fire for the gay for the Muslim community. I think it is. And uh, look, they wouldn't. I mean, it, it also is for the Christian community, you know, for Christians who nobody pays any attention to them. They don't care. Uh, but they do care about Muslims uh, because that's, you know, one of their intersectional groups. Um, it, it should be a five alarm fire for, for anybody that look, if you wanted to make every kid in class recite the Lord's prayer, you'd see a, a real five alarm fire. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, parents would say, I, I want to opt out and they'd opt out. And everybody would say, of course you, 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 you can opt out. That That's a religious thing. Well, drag queen story hour is now a religious thing. Like, these 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 drag queens are now kind of holy figures, you know, and they have to be treated like they're they're some kind of very sacred people who are coming to educate the kids. Why don't they? I mean, nobody cared when they stayed in their bars. Drag queens have a very raunchy, very sex laden brand, and suddenly they're they're just harmless. You know, like why? What is this? What is this fascination with these, with these, with these drag queens? Uh, you know, I know. I, I I think I know what it is. Yeah. But uh, not to let parents opt out from it when it's they are obviously associated with sexuality of an extremely specific kind. Um, this is we're in la la land on this issue. You know, 60 years ago, Bob Hope told a joke, and it was really funny at the time. I don't know if you ever heard of it. He said, um, it's now, uh, homosexuality is now legal in California, he said. He said, I want to leave before it becomes mandatory. Mm -hmm. I mean, that uh, that's sort of a Bob Hope type joke, a little bit yeah. dry, a little bit corny. Uh, and in the 60s, that was actually funny and a little edgy, but also fr gay-friendly. Um, but that joke is not, not a joke anymore. You cannot opt out. You can't take your kids. A drag queen is coming to school. There's nothing educational about a drag queen. It's a sexualization of children. And no, you cannot leave. It's mandatory. You, you mentioned the holy status of these. Basically, they're, they're strippers. I mean, take the take the gender out of it. Would you be fine if strippers were coming to say, hey, let's twerk. Let me show you how I use my stripper pole. People would say, what are you doing? Why? Why are you sexualizing children? But because they have, you know, because it's in the name of queer as opposed to heterosexual, it's, it's, it's you're right, it's become like a but, holy but you thing. Mentioned, you, you mentioned the word twerk, which recalls to me, there is a drag queen, I forget the name he goes by, and his routine is, uh, he, he does a whole uh, shtick in front of the kids, teaching them how to twerk, and he reads a story to them. I think that he wrote maybe, I don't know, about an Olympic twerker. And and what is a twerker? Uh and he shows he he demonstrates like he's dressed up of course like like a you know. And and he sort of does the twerking motion. He says, "Look, you just make your bum go up and down like this." Well, it's twerking is an action that simulates sexual intercourse and he's laughing and doing twerk 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 and and encouraging the kids to imitate him. 
Uh, and then reading this story about the Olympic twerker who had, for some reason, couldn't go to the, I don't know, whatever it was. And, and all these parents, this is now considered family-friendly entertainment. And these parents, I, th I think I, I saw the audience for that one. There were parents there laughing, clapping. Honestly, Ezra, it this whole uh, gender woo thing, um, we're now in a kind of... Um, stage where people like you and me and other people that kind of get it we're looking around and saying what what do you do you not see like yeah. <laughs> and 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 we're i don't know i feel i i just wish these muslim parents would like continue their people have to listen to them so i wish they would con continue with their campaign um and uh you know start leading other parents to understand this is about, it's not so much having sex. They, 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 these people aren't encouraging the five-year-olds to have sex. They're encouraging them to have their in their mind the idea that sex at any age or thinking about sex or wanting sex or wanting to know more about it is natural and normal. And this is called grooming. Yeah. This is grooming. It's you what know, pedophiles do. That was always called, oh, that's a slippery slope. That'll never happen. It is happening with the vengeance. Um, the Muslim community I mentioned before, they're starting to speak out. I, I think for various reasons, they haven't spoken out so far. First of all, there are a lot of Muslim schools in Canada now. And so kids are either homeschooled or put in these Muslim schools. And I can assure you there's no drag queen story hour in those schools. But there are. I mean, there are some Muslims, and, and maybe because they're new, largely newcomers to Canada and the countries they may have come from, you don't protest against the government. That's too risky. That's too dangerous. So there may be some cultural or historical reasons why you don't say see Muslims. And, and, and by the way, I think they're not in the same social circles. They're not in the same peer group. So... I think there's been a lot of reasons why Muslim families have not protested. That's changing. In the United States, Asra Nomani is a progressive Muslim woman who's leading a lot of school protests. We saw it in Ottawa. And, and let me play for you a clip. This was recorded on a, uh, a cell phone uh, where Justin Trudeau, I think this is in Calgary, he was in a mosque and talking one-on-one -on -one with a Muslim man who was very carefully putting his objections forward. Let's play a few minutes of this. I don't know if we're going to play the whole thing, but here's Justin Trudeau in a mosque talking to a Muslim man about the T in LGBT. And uh, it's it's very revealing. Here, let's take a look. Uh, let's watch this together, Barbara, and, and then I'd love your thoughts on it afterwards. Let's take a look. Protect our beliefs, our culture as well, the same that you are doing for the rest. Mm -hmm. So this is where we're coming from. I know, and it, I, I, I've heard this concern many, many times, and I, and I know that it is a very real issue. First of all, there is an awful lot of misinformation and disinformation out there. Uh, people on social media, particularly fueled by the American right wing, are uh, 
spreading a lot of untruths about what's actually in the provincial curriculum. Like, the federal government doesn't control what's taught in schools. That's the provincial government that controls what's taught in schools. So uh, that's not something that is directly on the federal government. But at the same time, the federal government is unequivocal about standing up for everyone's rights and freedoms. Uh, and the highest expression of parental rights is, of course, the safety and well-being of the child. Right? Your, your concern as a community is for the safety, the well-being, uh, the, the, the strength and the protection for your children. I entirely understand that. The one thing that is really, really important in Canada is a workplace that stands up for everybody's rights. And certainly, when it comes to the Muslim community, this government has, well, we were the government that pushed back against the conservatives that, that you know, made a campaign against the recap, that uh, brought in a snitch line against Muslims. Um, you know, the Islamophobia pushed by the previous conservative government in a whole bunch of different ways was something that we always stood against. Now, this government has been and will always be the strongest ally to all minority communities, including particularly Muslims who have faced terrible violence. And when you look at the, uh, the black Muslim women in Edmonton who are attacked, there is a, a, a run of Islamophobia we absolutely have to stand behind, stand against. The issue, though, is that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that protects your religion, that gives you the freedom of religion, that allows you to fully participate in the society, give you all protections, protects all minorities as well. And it's not a buffet. You can't pick the protections you want out of the Charter uh, and leave aside others. Standing up for people's rights means standing up for everybody's rights. Now, if you look at the various curriculums, you'll see that there is not what is being said out there about aggressive teaching or conversion of kids to being LGBT. That is something that is being weaponized by people who are not doing it because of their interest in supporting the Muslim community. These are people on the far right who have consistently stood against Muslim rights in the Muslim community. But they are weaponizing the issue of LGBT, which is something that, yes, Islam has uh, strong opinions on. Uh, the same way that the religious right in Canada, the Christian right, has strong opinions against as well. They're using those fears to drive a wedge between a government that will always stand up for all your rights, just like I will always stand up for the rights of LGBT kids, including if they're LGBT Muslim kids. And, and that standing up for everyone's rights is what you get with the liberal government. We're going to defend your rights, even when you disagree with us defending other people's rights. And how we work together along as a country and listen to each other and prevent people from activating um, baseless fears around lies and around, as you said, scaring your parents into what's actually being taught, that is hurting 
the fabric of respect and openness that allows Canada to be one of the places where we support and defend the Muslim community more than just about any other West Asian country in the world. And we appreciate that very much, Mr. Prime Minister. But probably a perfect example is what we saw in one of the Edmonton schools, okay. when one of the teachers, yes. she threatened and she told those, those kids, you are not a Canadian and you should leave Canada because you did not participate in Pride. And what happened to that teacher? Whatever you want to say, just tell them how you feel. Nobody knows about that. That's, that's a no. Yeah, that that teacher got serious consequences because that is not that this, is not something that this is what we need the government. That this is what we need the government to come out and say we do not support that. We do not accept that. That is that is our our. The federal government doesn't control what happens to teachers in the judicial system. But it is does not represent my position or the federal government's what? position uh, that people uh, need to or be Syrian uh, chastised for their religious beliefs. Are people are free to have their religious beliefs. But within all of that, we have to make sure we are standing up and defending everyone's rights within the community. And that includes the right to be who you are and to love who you love. And, and, and that I know you feel, I know your parents' generation might have a little more uncertainty about that. And that's where this generation and your kids' generation can you know, show that, look, the, the cost or the, what comes, the responsibility that comes with being in a free country that stands up for everyone's rights is that we will stand up for everyone's rights, including people from the LGBT community who are facing increasing levels of violence and hatred at the same time as the Muslim community is facing increasing levels of violence and hatred at the same time as, as the Asian community is facing increased. Like, we are, the world is going in the wrong direction. And one thing we don't need right now is for communities that are facing hatred to start turning on each other rather than figure out how to support each other, how to listen, how to understand each other and work together. That's what Canada is. And it's not easy and it and it causes clashes in cultures. But when it comes right down to it, the ability to stand up for everyone's rights is what leaves Canada the freest and the most successful country on earth. Appreciate that. Thank Prime you. Minister. Thank you. Prime Minister. That was a pretty good automatic transcript that came on uh the TikTok screen there it wasn't perfect, and the audio was obviously a noisy room. But I think it was clear most of what was said there. Uh, let me just recap a few points that I thought were interesting. Trudeau said several times that this was misinformation and disinformation by the American right, by the Christian right, by people <clears throat> the far right. He said that about four times. And he said that the people who were saying these things about what's going on in schools are actually anti-Muslim, so don't trust them. He said that... Uh, um, he said accurately that these schools are local uh, decision makers. In Canada, schools are not run by the feds. But you could see he has a lot to say about defending LGBTQ rights. And, he, and he's implying, I think, he didn't, he didn't actually ever deal with the issue other than repeating about 20 times, we protect everyone's rights. Well, what rights is he talking about? The rights of parents to pull their kids out? The right, he said that, 
protecting children was the most important thing, but he he didn't express how that would be manifested. Um, he said that you. He basically said the same thing of that Edmonton teacher they referred to. I don't know if you know what that is. There was an Edmonton school teacher who was exasperated by Muslim kids mocking gay pride and said, hey, we supported you on Ramadan. You got to support us on Pride Week or you're not a true Canadian. That's what the teacher said, and she got in trouble. And Trudeau said, well, look at the consequences to her. But that's sort of what Trudeau said, too. The rights are not a buffet. We all have to support each other. We can't turn on each other. He said that. He said they're trying to wedge us against each other, those American right people. Um, I thought it was interesting that he was so pro-LGBT in a mosque with a Muslim. In fact, I, I had some respect for Trudeau that he didn't just absolutely pander and say, yeah, it doesn't really apply to you guys. No, he was right there in the mosque saying it. But but he basically said, don't believe your lying eyes. There's nothing untoward going on. That's just far-right Christian, far-right conservative, far-right Americans lying to you. And you'd better protect LGBTQ because that's the Canadian deal. That's, uh, that's a very interesting exchange. What's your takeaway of that? We watched a few minutes of that, but I think it was worth watching. What do you think, Barbara? Uh, I agree with you that he did a lot of, first of all, what struck me was that, you know, he's talking to this parent, but uh, the parent got in like 10 words and then Trudeau was off for five solid minutes mm -hmm. of rambling around about how the previous government was Islamophobic, not like our government. And our government was the one that did this for you. And our government was the one that did that for you. So basically his message was, um, you know, we're, we're the good guys. Uh, and then, uh, as you say, oh, don't believe all the misinformation, those American style hmm. disinformation, uh, what he's really talking about who parents who have legitimate concerns and have raised them are now Amer like the American far right, which, of course, if you use the, those words, American far right, it immediately it's like one of those, you know, buzzwords, uh, trigger words that, oh, yeah, no, no, we're not like the American far right at all. It was so full of um, uh, political gobbledygook. Yeah, and and then and then uh, this this uh, we have to support each other's rights. Well, what did he mean? Does he think that during Ramadan uh, we all have to fast? Is that would would that support? I mean, the, the the correct analogy to you have to go to pride parades and you have to do this. The correct analogy, if we if we're going to support Muslims, if we expect Muslims children to take part in pride activities. Right. But I guess that, that you know, we should, uh, Muslims should expect the, the kids to fast on Ramadan. I mean, that's the analogy. Support for Ramadan only means, yeah, you have the right to uh, have your, your customs and your rituals, and we support that. But you don't actually expect us to go to the mosque during Ramadan, do you? No, of course they don't. But we, but but that's not what pride is asking of these children. When they say you can't opt out of Drag Queen Story Hour, they are saying you must attend our church service right. if you are going to support our church yeah. because it is like a religion. Uh, so I don't see an, any analogy between what's going on in the schools and and uh, 
how how you know Muslims should understand that the rights are equal, that their their rights are 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 you know, being respected, and therefore they have to. No, I think the ask is very very different, and he didn't even get near that. Like yeah. he didn't. Yeah, you make the the point that's uh, the, the the largest point is it was not a conversation. It was no. a it was a baffle gab uh, lecture where he he said far right about five times, and he said. You, you you can't pick and choose which charter rights, which is quite something from the man who banned unvaccinated people from airlines and trains and said, should we even tolerate them? And I, I always think it's a, a bit rich when Justin Trudeau starts talking about rights, the man who brought in the War Measures Act because some truckers were honking. But mm-hmm. I wonder what he what if he was ever pressed, what he would say in LGBTQ2SL plus right is because it's like when people say i have the right not to be offended no that's not a real thing that's a counterfeit human right what you really are talking about is the power to silence someone there's no right not to be offended when you say that you're just using trickery you want the power to silence someone so what right is he talking about the right to be free from violence we all have that right thank god the right to express yourself. We all have that right. Uh, in, in students, that right may be limited in some ways. But if he's saying that it is a human right that someone else's kid must endure uh, a drag queen story, that ain't a right anymore. That's a power that the state or the school or this cult has over families. So he's using the baffle gab language of the charter. And I don't even think he's read the document. I don't think he's read the Charter of Rights in 20 years because he doesn't understand it. It's to limit the government's power. It's not to force a parent to do anything. The Charter of Rights doesn't apply to a parent. The Charter of Rights limits what the government can do. And the government is doing something to that parent's kids. But I mean, the issue is one uh, of parental rights. He did not address that, nope. and it, he did. He did allude to the fact that, like the Christian right, uh, Islam does have an issue with, you know, LGBT. And then he sort of glossed right over that and and went on to other stuff. But the fact is that if parents do not want their children educated at a tender age in sex ed that goes beyond, you know, here are the parts of the body, and now let's go back to our arithmetic lesson. You know, uh, they don't want the kids getting into gender woo. They do not want them to be told there are 18 genders and that who knows, maybe you're one of these other genders instead of being a real boy, or and there's no such thing as real boys or real girls. They don't want that, and they have a right not to want that, and they have a right. This is an ideology this is not science. They're not being taught science. Hmm. Sex ed should be about biology, evolutionary biology, and later on about, you know, about reproduction and yada, yada, stuff that's actual science. None hmm. of what they're teaching in, in the gender courses have anything to do with science. It's all to do with a belief system, same as any other religion. But this entitlements to children and access to children's minds that other religions do not have. Uh, so other than to be told, oh, today is, you know, uh, Yom Kippur, uh, what is that about? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one of our Jewish students can tell us. Like, that's a very different thing from teaching 
there are many genders and sex isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like that's quite a different thing. Well, there is so much to talk about here. And unfortunately, I think this issue is going to be with us for years to come. Uh, the a guest today, what a pleasure to see her again, is Barbara Kay and her latest article in the Epoch Times, which I highly recommend. I have two subscriptions to the Epoch Times, believe it or not. It's called, When They Say We're Coming for Your Children, Believe Them. Well, that's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night, and keep fighting for freedom. Mm-hmm.